What up artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity and you know maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. All right, welcome to Art Pays Me. Today we have Anna and Zach. So this is a, a special interview. Um, um, Anna had and had me in uh, Make New. It was uh, my my local Halifax uh, retail representation, I would say, and um, it was it was great great fun being in there, and and uh, I appreciate that opportunity. So Anna and Zach, what do you do? Uh, well, we're partnership. Um, we're together. We're life partners as well as business partners. Um, Zach was a big help when we had Make New, which was our sort of our pre-worn um, curated thrift line and store. And now we have Anna and Zach, which is sort of we do our. We do- it's an online store right now, but it's going to open September, I think. Early September for a full showroom experience. Yeah, we're we make, um, make organic. Clothing. Yeah, we make clothing for guys and girls, sort of unisex. Some of it unisex, um, made in Peru. Uh, we're making organic Pima cotton clothing, so really nice, comfy lounge style clothing, but still kind of refined. Really nice quality, made, ethically organic. made. Organic. We're working with the farmers and the sewers and the dyers and the shipper and everything directly down there Mm -hmm. yeah we have a pretty short supply chain um our manufacturers vertically integrated so they purchase the um the yarns and then they make the fabrics for us so there's a lot less traveling going on and um it all gets made ethically in peru with our small manufacturer there and then they send it up to us in nova scotia and we sell it direct and like Zach said, we have an online store that's been running for quite a while now, which make really new, helped us during COVID. Yeah, make new clothes <laughs> actually March 15th. Um, our lease was up this June. So we were kind of like switching gears, kind of like changing our store to be more in line with our clothing brand on and Zach and kind of marketing the store under that, which we're already doing online. Kind of, uh-huh. you know, at the store and then make new which is the pre-worn is going to kind of transition into more of almost like a brand of pre-worn that's sold at the store oh yeah yeah because we want to do pop-up we've always done pop-ups and stuff but we want to do pop-ups with um you know other second-hand retailers and retailers and collectors and stuff yeah right and you had a brand before all of this as well right uh, yeah, I had a couple brands. I have been a fashion designer for over 10 years, um, always kind of with an eco-friendly, environmental, sustainable slant. Um, our stuff was made, it used to be called AKG, kind of before Zach signed on. He was helping a lot behind the scenes at that point, but um, everything was made locally here in Halifax. Um, and we just, uh, we wanted to grow and have more product and we also really wanted the organic Pima cotton. It's a really, really amazing fabric. Um, it just lasts a really long time. It's really good quality. So it's pretty sustainable that way. Mm-hmm. 
where we're at now. Yeah. So that's so why we kind of moved switch. over. Yeah. But the thing about it, AKG was Halifax made, obviously like kind of in a small, like work environment. And, you know, when you can't get the fabrics from here, we don't, we don't harvest like those fabrics or like weave those fabrics from like alpaca for alpaca or like cotton from the country or wool or whatever. You got to get them from somewhere. And, you know, there's not really any mills or producers local. It has to come from somewhere. So even making it locally, kind of the supply chain was, you know, probably pretty scary a lot of the time it would have come. Yeah, it was going from, it was coming from like uh, Asia to BC BC, and then back to Nova Scotia. Container ship and everything just to be made here. Mm. You know, so. So yeah. As far as pollution and kind of like all the different hands of trades and not knowing like actually, you know, and when you buy it that way, through reputable companies, you, you can't, they can't track it back to the factory or even track, track it back to the farm, which like we can do now. Yeah which is mm-hmm. actually more important. I think it's like better for humanity. Yeah. For the environment. Yeah. We can really, we know where it's basically from farm to mm-hmm. manufacturing and there's not a lot in between. So it's really transparent. I think transparency for us was really important when we mm-hmm. debuted last year, we've been in business for a year now. It's gone really well. Um, and we've been able to transition to organic too, which has been really exciting. Right. Um, so we're working with a farm, yeah, in um, outside Lima called Bergman Rivera. And they were the first farm uh, in South America to be certified GOTS um, organic, which is a worldwide certification. And it's okay. a lot quicker to get it. Okay. Cool. And, uh, yeah, we're pretty proud of that. It's It's been fun. It's the fabric's so good. It's even better. Organic. It looks beautiful online. <laughs> You're going to come uh, by. We'll give you something. Yeah, yeah well, you I, try some stuff on. Got to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm covering. And I'm loving the photos, actually. The uh, the models and the, the shoots and, and the, the way everything's styled. Uh, it just it makes you want to throw some of that stuff on, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I think we really started one because like our customers are really varied. We have people that shop at our store from 20 to 80 years old, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of different walks of life, people that really care about sustainability. That's really our customer. Um, so there's lots of different people who fit into that model. And we always found like with Make New, we would sell pre-worn sort of basics, but they would sell so quickly that we couldn't really keep them in stock. So that's why we, why we yeah, started we, on. We exact- couldn't do like t-shirts online. And then the quality that you find in the pre-worn t-shirts and the everyday basics that you want to wear with some of those like staple pieces, like a pair of jeans you have for like half a century or like mm-hmm. a really nice sweater or button up, you still need like fresh underwear and tees. Right. Yeah. So yeah. kind of started like that to kind of add that into the mix and the quality is so good. It literally lasts years. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's all I want to wear. And before yeah. this, I, I worked in menswear for 10 years. I was a buyer. So Yeah, he, uh, he had good input. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> and especially with the men's side, because I've been doing women's wear for a long time. It was always like a little bit androgynous, but it's been really yeah. fun to delve into the guy stuff. And even more and more, we're lear- like I'm learning about it and okay. seeing what 
the the guys want, but also like what guys and girls can share everything, in a way. Everything you make that's really, really was made with the guy. You know, we don't think of it like that, but yeah, maybe there's some pieces that are made with a guy in mind. Mm. And sometimes we kind of order a little less because like guys are our new customers and the girls fall in love with it more than the guys do and buy it all up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm actually loving that because, uh, you know, even with my, my brand, I initially started with guys in mind and I find women are just way more drawn to what I do in general. And now I just don't even think in, in that way. It's like, well, just happened to be whatever, whoever feels like they can wear this particular mm-hmm. item, go for it. Why do yeah. you feel that is though? Like, why do you feel like girls are more uh, women are more into your stuff? You know, um, it could be the old stereotype that women do most of the shopping for their household. Sometimes I wonder if it's that. Sometimes I wonder if it's um, guys just have a very, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a good question. I, I, I definitely, I guess, in talking to my customers, I found that when I do talk to them, they are very interested in the message and focused on that message mm-hmm. that I, I bring and they become loyal to that, that concept. And the male customers I have are similar, but it seems like the ones that I don't necessarily get to purchase, they just, they're just not as into that side of it. They're just like, yeah, I don't care about fashion. I don't care about the way I look. <laughs> and but they do care they just choose to to do different things i think like a lot of guys are like that for sure it's harder to pull them in and get them excited um i think women too right we're talking like we're talking like the very far one way guy the very far left one way Yeah, I mean, I think the women, women in general, like you said, are more interested in fashion, but also right now, especially like I would say it's the millennium of the woman. We've just come into it. Um, And I think women are just really into things that are going on right now. I think women are pretty passionate and not, not to say men aren't at all. Um, But I think especially right now, women are really coming into their own in a lot of ways, like in the news and around the world. Yeah, there's um, a lot of space. Hopefully there's more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you actually, and the other side of that too is I started to order more product that would fit more of a, a female silhouette. And I find that they still just want the unisex thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's the unisex. <laughs> that's the most, Yeah. So I think that's like very current up. right now. I think like we used to as women anyway, we used to dress a lot more kind of curvy, hugging our body, tighter clothes. And that's still definitely an we aspect. Never that. That. We never, no, that. we're into loosey goosey and like oversized and comfy. And I think that's why like the brand works for, for unisex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And making room for hips and, you know, it's funny because with our sizing, we were always like, how are we going to do the men's sizing and the women's sizing and make that work? But we found that actually like our sizing is pretty true to size. And, you know, girls are a little, sometimes not all women, like some women have straighter bodies, but some women are curvier and 
you know, I would go for like a large bottom and Zach would wear a large, even though he's like straighter hipped. And my, you my, just fill it, fill it out different. But yeah. Kind of can find the design. That's kind of, we're trying to find the sweet spot where it's like, you know, with the rises in the pockets, we like put it on people more like, it starts off a pretty small pocket because like on the designing <laughs> and it's like for a woman and it's like, um, we got to make this a bit bigger, but it for can't a hand, be too, for a man for a hand. hand. <laughs> but it can't be too big for a woman, right? Right. right. So we're constantly changing that. We're trying to find that sweet spot where it's like with like a sweatpant, like a girl would wear it kind of with like a cute little cuff and like a taller person would wear it like kind of. Yeah. All the way. It's yeah. kind of all about how you so wear it. And that's what's, all works. That's what's nice about our basics. And I think just basics in general. And I think like when we did our campaign last year, we, we lost our studio for a little while. So we haven't, and then COVID happened. So we haven't been able to shoot. It's just starting again, but we haven't really had our studio set up to shoot on people. But when we when we started our campaign last year, when we debuted, um, like you said, like we shot on a lot of different people. And we just would have one person that I knew or had met through Instagram or however, and they would come in and bring a partner. So either a, a brother, a sister, a family member, or a loved one, or a partner, partner. And um People you know, we didn't know who they was, who they were bringing. So it was kind of cool. We got to shoot all sorts of different people. Um, and that's kind of like who our customer is like just everyday people, different bodies and um, being able to try our clothes on that many people was really interesting and really educational and really helpful. Mm-hmm. Be a better brand. How did you find the uh, pandemic affected your business? Oh, <laughs> um, we were busy. Like we shifted everything to online we were, pretty quickly. We, we had were, an online but We had an online, but we were before the pandemic, we already had someone hired to help us build a new website that was kind of launching April-ish. Yeah. So we still had to go forward on that and make all those changes. But at first it was harder to kind of work with anybody because we were so worried. So we were doing like all the packing, the orders, all the. You did everything. Shipping, all the local deliveries. And then the 15th, we closed with the lease ending in June. We kind of decided that we weren't going to open back up probably by June 1st Mm. to make any sense. So we kind of moved our store out as well. So we did that. We moved out and yeah, we were working really long days, like almost seven days a week when we first closed. Um, like we did free shipping and we did um, free, delivery. free delivery for a couple of weeks. We had a sale on. Wow. Most the biggest way it affected the business was our factory and everything in Peru was completely closed down. Yeah. Just after we had our fabric woven and half paid for. They were Ooh. cutting. They oh, were about right. to cut everything and, you know. So that was supposed to be delivered in April, early April. Early April. Early April. And uh, the factory was closed for two right and a half the, months. Yeah, two and a half months. Which was good. Like, we totally it was understood. We put a sale on and we totally understood it was the safe thing to do. Yeah. And they only opened the factories up, like, recently at 50% capacity. And Peru's, like, pretty sting, stringent. Sting, stringent on kind of their rules. And they had to have everything approved. So that took some time. Yeah, they we, had, yeah, they We had. were lucky though, because some of the, um, or some of the fabrics were open, it's at like a family farm. So the family, they all lived together there. So they were able to kind of like get a little bit of things still moving. 
Yeah. Um, but everything was at a standstill, I think, for everybody. Yeah, everything you know, was understandable. And yeah, you know. the supply chain was like dead. It was done yeah. for yeah. a while. It was okay. So we yeah. went into kind of, you know, we kind of changed our whole business basically to online and put a big sale on. And fortunately, like we make lounge clothing, like comfy clothes for home Mm -hmm. and, you know, sleep and different things like that. So people were really into it. Like it it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. So we were lucky. And then when everything opened back up, our stuff showed up, like, you know, people were definitely kind of waiting for it. We did some pre-orders and yeah. And I mean, now things. A few masks. Yep, we did some masks. They actually asked us. They asked us if we wanted to make masks from like our scraps. Oh, nice. Those and sold a whole bunch. We were like, oh, yeah, we should probably make some masks. Like, yeah, (laughs) and they were pretty popular. And right before that, we got some scraps from a linen company. Yeah, not for linen. And they sent the scraps, and we had for fun, like randomly. We had Sueno. Okay. Sueno swimwear. Sueno swimwear. Yeah. Yeah. And she's local. And she uh, kind of wove the straps from the bathing suits fabric, like the elastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From her swimwear. She yeah. used scraps from the swimwear mm-hmm. for the straps for the ear loops. And then she was like, oh, I can totally make those for you. I'm making masks right now. And so we made, we got 70 masks made and we donated all the proceeds to Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia because we had had, there was just so much had gone on with the shooting and there was a, just a lot Pandemic. of, yeah, it was just, there was a lot and we just yeah. wanted to be able to give back to and mental this was, health. This was before even George Floyd and how everything just kind of got yeah. completely out of control. It feels yeah, mm-hmm. it like came a, really, to a, head. a good time to kind of, anyways, they, they sold out. So yeah, we raised friggin- $1,400 and then nice. we did it. And then we told, yeah, it was really great. We, we did hundred percent of the proceeds. People were really excited about them. They're beautiful. And then we were able to get more linen and they sent us like four times the amount. So we did another fundraiser recently. We raised another 2000. I think we're going to be able to do two more. So that's a, I think a value of $7,400 for the mental health foundation in Nova Scotia. So that was really cool. Huh. Yeah. We're going to do one more round. Two more rounds. Two more rounds. Oh, it's great. The next day, people <laughs> support us so well. The next day, me and May and Maggie were packing up like 150 masks. Maggie's one of our employees. It was, uh, yeah. it was fun. That was like our, you know. Yeah, we just we want to give back to, you know, we're pretty fortunate. Um, yeah. You know, we work hard, but we're very fortunate. And I think yes. we're actually very fortunate to be living in Nova Scotia right this now. Is <laughs> yes, we are. The map on the entire world. <laughs> it's literally like a hotspot for a the best place to live yeah yeah it, it's just, it's not looking too good in a lot of places right now I know, it's so scary <laughs> we've really you know it's interesting COVID for us like we were really busy during it trying to keep our business running and I don't know like just keep things going um but we did really learn how important it is to slow down and work better um and work less but mm. work in a better way and take time off and time to think and relax. And I think that that was something that we definitely took away from it that we're going to, um, you know, keep doing, I think, mm-hmm. you know, we, we were open every day at our store. I think we're going to close a day a week 
Cause you know, we can, yeah. and why, why wouldn't we, we're going to close probably for an hour in the middle of the day. They do this in Europe. I lived in Italy. I couldn't like, it was amazing. I think they do two hours there. It's a lot, but <laughs> um, I think we're going to do like an hour between one and two, just so we can clean the store, but also give our staff time to have a good lunch, uh, food, you know, go for a walk, have a rest. Mm. Classic in retail is even on your lunch break, you're still kind of stuck working. Eating and working. Eating and working. Yeah. For years, it's so bad. It's not good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to move away at least just so you turn off for a minute. That's important. People can wait for a t shirt. And we're open online. You can literally buy it 24 7. Right. Right. So maybe we'll start a fad with the siesta in, in. Nova Scotia. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Like the idea, the fact that um, you know we're all just slowing down. It's it's important. Yeah, yeah. I seen the pharmacy down the street. I just read on their bulletin board they're closed from two thirty to three thirty for cleaning and a break. Yeah, um, yeah. You just know you put it on the outside. You tell your customers, and it's like, oh yeah, they're chilling then. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll survive. They can make it. Um, how's your brand doing? Like, what if I, I noticed you you've been really busy with a lot of other stuff um, recently, and I know with everything going on. But what are what are your plans? Yeah, so my plans for 2020 was to get more on top of releasing on a more consistent basis and be more disciplined in terms of my supply chain. So my supply chain is all over the place. So I can appreciate the supply chain stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and uh, I typically try to get everything from uh, Jericho in Ontario for my blanks. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, that just doesn't always work out because of like either timing or specific product that I'm trying to get. They don't, it's like, I have to, um, rush order so I end up settling for something else or getting something else and my plan for 2020 was to just get more disciplined and and, and just keep a steady stock of blanks on hand and keep right. a steady production of things of new designs coming out probably once a month and because I think the last really new things I had released was 2018 in right. my fashion show so uh, I I had just gotten so busy with the podcast and with all the other stuff that I just um, wasn't in a creative space to make. And I started to, I have a bunch of designs uh, that some of them have even been produced. I just haven't had time to put them up online. Oh, I can see them. So it's, um, yeah, it's right now it's trying to settle things down a bit. And uh, also my sales have been like, better than ever so that's been the other part of it that's really good yeah it's just it's it's just been me it's just me in the business and uh <clears throat> Natasha my wife she started to help me with sewing in tags and stuff recently and my, I started to involve my kids and help me pack <laughs> nice. orders. get them working <laughs> yeah but Start this them young. <laughs> <laughs> seriously uh but you know with the whole corona thing they don't want to do anything so this was actually something they were excited to participate with so yeah totally it's just been a weird time it's sort of hard to have your kids out of school too and be able to juggle like work and kids and school and I know like everybody's feeling that so then to be creative on top of it 
That's a challenge, I think, for I don't sure. Have the answer. Yeah. Uh, we would love to collaborate, though, with you. I don't know. I mean, we can talk about that later, but I think that would be fun if, and if you're ever looking for blanks, like we definitely have that kind of stuff and we'll have more stuff coming in, um, in the fall. So oh, hit us up if you're, if you're interested in doing some sort of a collaboration, I know you probably want to get certain things at certain times, but you never know when we might have something that you might want. Cause we usually have like stock on hand. Cause we're not wholesaling technically like our, we are priced with our t-shirts to be able to wholesale. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool because in case someone did reach out and wanted to collaborate, we have that availability to do that. Um, our intimates, like because we make underwear too um, for guys and girls, and we do um, also like uh, you know like sweats and stuff like that. So that stuff's a, a little bit harder just with the price point. Yeah. But t-shirts are usually pretty t-shirts easy. are usually pretty easy to do. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, like that's, and that's ideally what I want. Like, I just, um, for me, it's I important. I always want the organic Peruvian cotton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, get that right blend of um, feel and, and quality and knowing that it was made sustainably is just, it's super important to me too. It's, uh, Where do you do your printing? Do you work with yeah, Starfish? It's all Halifax. Um, it's between, it depends on who can get it done sometimes, but I do have my regulars. So I usually go to buy design for some. Okay. Things. Yeah, they're good. They do, um, they do computer print and like water-based, no? They do. They do some uh, direct, direct to garment and they do yeah. screen oh, printing. Yeah. yeah. They do my screen printing for me. And okay. I go to, uh, say it with stitches in Bedford for my embroidery for the embroidery and my uh they also have direct garment printing okay. but uh their machine's a little more advanced so okay yeah they can do they can do a uh, little crazier things with it so i like to do you like know what they're up both up to right now i don't even know if they were closed for yeah are these guys that. open i know fresh prince yep. is open yep they're open yeah i never went to fresh prince vibes there. I think a lot of people go there. It's on Agricola Street. It's in our hood. It'd be nice to... I've been in touch with them. We just haven't done a print yet. I actually have a friend of ours, Tyrese. He's 2AM Paradox. I'm not sure if you know oh, of his Oh, I am friend. familiar. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, um, such a nice guy. Such a good dude. And he's really talented. He's a little bit very street edgy kind of mm-hmm. vibe. Um, but he, I gave uh, we gave him um, a commission. So he's going to do some kind of like maritime sketches for us for t-shirts but in his style nice nice like a little bit abstract line work but i I was like think of a schooner Mm -hmm. a lighthouse and like an anchor or something i think he's gonna take it in a really good direction so we're really excited about that so i think we're gonna do um some prints with him and yeah i mean we're just open to collaborations because we do t-shirts so it'd be nice to kind of be able to to offer that as well. I'm always like for myself personally, I think I'd rather just work with artists and support them and have and collaborate rather than do my own prints. Because I'm always like in my head, I'm always like, this isn't right or this looks weird or this is, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'm a graphic designer. So that's okay. You can't do everything, right? Yeah, yes, this is it. Uh, and that's what for me, like I, I decided early on I was going to not, I did buy a printer at one point, but 
and struggled with it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pass this off to somebody else because I already do too much and yeah. uh, let them handle this. Uh, but yeah, I've been kind of on the same line too. I have, uh, I did collaborate with a local artist who designed something and I kind of mixed my own sauce into it. That's another thing that's just in my basement, not ready but just waiting for Corona to finish before I release right. it. Uh, and then uh, I want to collab with the Montreal artist that uh, I actually had in the podcast uh, um, with some stuff too. Cool. So I, I like the idea of doing that as well. So I really, um, I really liked your Basquiat series. Yeah. Thank you. That's actually one of the, the shirts that I have. It's done. I actually advanced printed that for me during the uh, quarantine. Cool. And um, yeah, I just haven't put it on my site yet. Did you do like um, the grid of all the different, like the sequence or did you do the one final one? I did. I did the one final one, but I did it in more of a flat version than the, so I initially what I would have done is I would have scanned in the entire painting and then printed it direct to garment. But this time because my at that time uh, my regular printer was closed so I was like I gotta figure out a new way to do it and so I broke it all down into screen into something that I could screen print so it has a a different aesthetic but still the same concept and I actually kind of liked it that it wasn't an exact replica of the painting so okay yeah yeah so I'm excited to put that I was just gotta find the time to to do the Photoshop and all well, that. the art kind of has that la- that vibe anyway. It's like layered. Yeah, kinda. yeah. So and and also like with that in mind, I've I really just want to focus on becoming more of a fine artist as well, and the brand will be a reflection of the fine art in some yeah. ways. So. Yeah, I love that. Well, I keep it going, man. <laughs> do what you love. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is it. It's like, you know, life's too short to to be messing around, not doing things that you really enjoy. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's kind of our motto. Yeah. Although, you know, it's hard owning your own business. It's not easy, but no one's going to tell you to do it. No one's going to tell you to get up in the morning and do the work, no. which I don't know. I kind of like that. I like keeping myself accountable. Yeah. It's yeah. Up. Yeah, I'm like a vacation. <laughs> we're we, we're building a new store. We just we moved from our old location, um, so we closed. Making we didn't get a lot of help for, for a couple months. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, yeah, understandable. And we we moved our own store, and then um, we had the upstairs studio part where we can shoot, and we had like all of our plants up there. It was like a total jungle. Um, now we've moved some stuff down and now we're able to kind of, we've had, we had an our electrician come recently. So we've had a lot of lighting work done and now Zach's working on the floor. His dad's been able to help us. Um, we're doing so much of the work ourselves, but you're so talented at that kind of carpentry stuff. And he's really a little bit OCD about it, which is hard sometimes <laughs> on you, I think, because <laughs> you have a high it's standard. It's also creative, but you know, it's got to be good for 10 years. Yeah, so you're like, you can't just let it go if it's not at a certain standard. You're like, oh, I got to redo that. <laughs> yeah, so we're like entering phase two. Um, 
we're a little later than everybody just because we were a bit behind just even with the store building stuff but we're going to be open online's for business been fine, so we're, you know, yeah online's been fine still, still buy online um but yeah we're gonna i think we're gonna open up phase two in the downstairs kind of where our changing rooms are going to be we'll be able to try some stuff on and buy mm-hmm. while we do the upper part of the store there's the showroom with like the cash desk oh so two stories in it two floors uh, it's like a half it's like a step down yeah uh, okay like a half story but it's where the old north brewing was so they had a, a beer they were making beer mm-hmm. in there and it was a there was a lot to change uh, they basically the owner gutted it yeah because you know when all that sweet stuff there's mm-hmm. a lot of rodents and stuff so they went in and they just completely gutted it and we we were kind of in between. It took us like three months to get our lease going and stuff. But once we got in there, yeah, then COVID hit. So it was a bit of a wait. So it feels like it's been forever. But yeah. now we're kind of on a good roll to get it open sort of for, yeah. So second stage is probably end of next week. Mm-hmm. Right after Canada Day, we're going to open that up. So we'll have a changing room and we'll have um, a debit machine, credit card machine. So people can actually buy in store if they see something. And we're just going to do it so that there's not a lot of touching going on right away. We'll just have it sort of people can pick things up. Um, Then we'll put in a changing room. And then um, while we're building that for part. So it's kind of like we have people in the store shopping, but we're still also renovating. But we've been really lucky. We've been able to do that because we have like an alleyway on the side of the building. People can come in safely and we have a garage door that opens up. So you don't even have to touch the door or anything. Oh, Um, that's outdoor. It's like half. It's really cool. That's cool. And another thing we're really excited to tell you about is um, our landlord's awesome. Uh, He has a like on the weekends, it's. Basically, the buildings that he owns next to us are just people that work Monday through Friday. So um, we have a parking lot that's open that so that we can host markets. Hmm. Um, once things are kind of normal, a little bit more normal, and we can have those sort of things. We haven't yeah, been planning it yet, but we, we can do like an outdoor weekend market on the uh, in the alleyway and even possibly do a fashion show. Like I was talking to Salita. Um of um solely productions and management obviously a friend of yours a good yep. friend of yours um and i found out originally about her through you mm-hmm. and her agency so we were going to do something with her before all this to open our store but instead we decided maybe we'll do like a cool street kind of fashion show and market and there's lots of opportunities for you know local makers to be able to get involved in that so there will be more on that coming soon Oh, yeah, I love that. Oh, so, yeah, I'd love to uh, set up there if I could one Definitely. day. You're Definitely. You're there. We'll there. save a booth for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dope. Um, booth. Sorry, what was that? Corner booth. Corner booth. <laughs> oh, corner booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, are you both from Halifax originally? I thought, Hannah, Hannah, Anna, you're not. Bro. No, I'm from... Massachusetts. I'm from the States, but we moved here when I was a young child when I was six. So okay. Okay. dual citizen and definitely consider myself more American. Zach, you grew up on the north eastern, eastern shore. shore. So like northeastern the Dartmouth side of Halifax. Okay. That's interesting. You still consider oh sorry, go ahead. I lived in the north end for almost like 15 years, like until recently. Moved mm-hmm. back to Dartmouth. Okay. So what do you feel? 
how do you view yourself? Are you like a Dartmouth person or you still consider yourself a North End person? I think we're both. Both because our business is the North End. Mm. So we like, like both people, equally. I run into I walk the dog and get do my errands and grocery shopping and stuff around there. So I run into people and they always think that I live around there. Mm. Yeah. So I hang out there. We do kind of. <laughs> I do kind of, yeah. Pay <laughs> more rent there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I we love the North End. I don't think we were ever fully considering moving our business to Dartmouth, um, but we love Dartmouth. We love the businesses here. We love living here. I think it's eventually we'll live in the country, here, but, but it's a cute little downtown. It's area so recently. cute here. Yeah, there's so many great businesses opening up. We have ramen now, and I think Doraku is opening up. It's a sushi yeah, really place. So we're starting to get all the good food. So it kind of yeah. makes you just not want to like. And they're all built close together. You can literally go out and get dinner for the whole family, and you can get someone can get pizza. pizza yeah, yes, yeah. so you can get. <laughs> and it's all locally owned stuff too, which is great. All, and all you, and it, I think because it's around, it seems like it's more like people our age. Mm. Businesses here, which is really fun to see, nice. and they it looks like they can spend a little bit more money to kind of like do them up a lot of the time. Yeah, the North End's getting expensive. It's getting expensive, so it's like, and there's some beat up, beaten up places there, and there's not a lot of space. Yeah, for the business, it's like tight. It's hard. We we're we're really lucky. But. We were really fortunate to find our spot. I think we were sort of looking for a long time for the right spot, but I think really what we lucked out on was that we have the upstairs that mm-hmm. we have like a studio and the ability to. That was our commercial real estate agent that really kind of put that together. Yeah, so I was lucky. Yeah. But I mean, we love Dartmouth. We'll probably be here for a little bit longer and then I think move to the countryside eventually. Like we have Ellie, my daughter is 10, mm-hmm. almost 11. So it's not a great time to move a kid. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep her in her school. She's got like a really good best friend there that and some friends there that she really cares about and we don't want to have to j- disrupt that. So, yeah. you know, eventually we'll probably move to the country because we're really like love nature. Yeah. Um you know, down the road, but we'll see. Yeah. You're out, you're out in Bedford. No, you're not Bedford. You're, um, Tantalon. Timberly. Timberly. Yeah. That's nice yeah. out there too. Yeah, it is. Uh, so it's like, it's kind of close enough. I, my day job's downtown. So, you know, no traffic days. I can get down there in like 20 minutes, but you know, on a regular nine to five day, uh, sometimes it's like 45 minutes to an hour, but like, yeah. It still feels like it's close enough to the city that I'm not like isolated and I'm really close to Bears Lake. So there's, if I really need to like grocery shop business, right. um, do other things like that, I can. Uh, but then at the same time, it's it's pretty quiet and there's mostly trees out here and I see like pheasants every day and yeah, so nice. ducks and goose and geese and all that stuff. Pets? I have a Labrador. Oh, you have a Labradoodle? Yeah. Do you have an account for your dog or is... I debate about that on a daily basis. (laughs) I do not. (laughs) I know. It's like so much, hey? It's a lot. We we have Honey on the Instagram. I got like when she was a puppy, I was really into it. And it was in the summer. So I was like, oh, I have some time. Mm -hmm. But then I completely... I was part of a doggy group and I feel really bad because I dropped off. Yeah. It's hard. (laughs) 
I mean, like what's more important, the dog Instagram or like your business? I don't know. Exactly. And that's what ends up happening. And then I, I created a separate oh, business for me. I mean, what was that? Having pets are nice. It's good to have the pet. Oh, yeah. This is it. Yeah. But good like, for the kids. Yeah. Like from a responsibility standpoint and just a companion standpoint, it's just nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are you guys were able during like the pandemic and everything to get outside and it was hard in the city having a dog. Like we sent our dog down to my mom's basically mm. for a dog two month doggy or they month closed, and a half doggy vacation. The, they closed the um dog park up by our house here. Mm-hmm. She was talking at the bit to get over there and toss the ball around. Mm. The fact that we would take her was just too torturous for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was yeah, we were lucky being out here was um still had places we could take Zeke that had grass and stuff like that that weren't like they were private property but like people in the neighborhood were allowed to use them type things so yeah it was kind of we were kind of lucky in that sense it didn't really change his lifestyle too much totally and you have kids too so that's that's really cool yep two girls yeah how old are they now uh 12 and 9 oh my god handfuls yeah yeah my 12 year old doesn't think she's a kid anymore (laughs) (laughs) okay so (laughs) yeah they yeah they they all both of them basically think that they they've got everything figured out so i know but you said that they've been helping you have you been like has it been hard to get them to help you with work he said they would didn't want to help like they didn't want to help at all eh no, actually, they did want to help. It's oh, been did. hard getting them to do, like, it's funny, like, being inside, they started to get used to just having to be inside and not interact with people. So okay. um, when school was finished, we were like, okay, go outside and play. And they didn't want to. So, uh, and then it became, like, finding activities for them. So now when I have, like, or- orders to fulfill, I could say, hey, girls want to do something you want to learn about my business and they get all excited like they actually do want to learn about it so yeah i'll like send them to go find i'll say oh look someone ordered the uh t-shirt with an eye in it and the word sleep go find that in a size large hang it up let me know put in it and you know write this customer's name on it and set it aside for me they're like okay i'll go do that Oh, that's so good, Dwayne. I think we're struggling a little bit with Ellie. We're struggling with that then. I think she's just, I think with her, it was because she's an only child. She was on um, her iPad a lot during COVID and with her friends and we were extra lenient. Mm -hmm. So since that's kind of lifted, we've been, yeah, we've been definitely trying to keep her off the iPad and get her outside and stuff. And I think- He's frigging on Steve Jobs. I know, right? So it makes you wonder. Sorry. Yeah. No, but that's that's it. We we actually have like time limits set. Uh yeah. like so that you know it was just they don't have access to the apps after a certain amount of time, but they'd always find a way. So I mean I had that too until like I went one time and somehow reactivated <laughs> with my personal passcode or something. Oh yeah, they did that to us before too. Then I'm locked out of my own. <laughs> they did phone. do that. I was locked out of my own phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah so. no, like, did you hack into 
the my phone and change the power. And like you, yes, daddy. It's like, oh my it's these God. days. Yeah. Why, why bother? Yeah, daddy. so. You have to take them. You, you have to force them. You literally have to take it. And then yeah. after about 10 minutes, the temper tantrum's over and they're totally fine out looking at butterflies and running around and doing different things. So I think the, the hardest part is going to be get her to help us with the business. But mm. I think we that's going to have to happen at some point. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got to be on board. Exactly. You just, you need it. And I think too, I think Natasha's who kind of encouraged me to do that because she saw me like spinning my wheels trying to get everything done. And she's like, the girls need something to do. You need yeah. help. Just ask them to help. So, yeah. Amazing. Are they artistic at all? Like, are they painting with you or? Yeah. Uh, my oldest in particular is very much artistic. Actually, a lot of times when she's on her iPod, she's drawing and making these animations and things like that like procreate or uh not even she won't even I, I was like i'll get you something like that and she doesn't want it she uses like first she was just drawing in uh i want to say like whatever the word processing uh thing is i was like notes or something like that she found a way to draw these elaborate illustrations okay. and notes and then she found some other app that she uses and and she found another one and she can animate all of those things that she drew. So, yeah. And then my youngest, she, she is a type that never thought she was an artist, but we're trying to catch her early in that stage where, you know, when a kid just realizes, Oh, I can't draw. And then they stop drawing. So I know yeah. she was doing that. And since I started telling her, no, yeah, your stuff's actually really good. It's, it's interesting. And, so now she's drawing more. So she's starting to identify more as a, an artist than she used to. So yeah. Amazing. we'll see. Yeah. Cause you used one of their illustrations, I think on a t-shirt a while yeah, back. Yeah. I did. Yeah. The, um, yeah. The library show. forward. They, it was like, that, that actually, show. was it at the library show? It yeah. was. Yeah. And that's that show there too. Yeah. That show was, we love insane. that show. That, I know there were some glitches and you're probably like, oh, you remember. Because for me, like, I always remember, like, the you stuff you screw up on. <laughs> totally. I didn't even mind it. I was so, it was, I was so blown away by it. I thought it was such a great production and so sort of progressive for, um, for everything, like, for our city. And I don't know. It was just, we really liked it. Hopefully you'll do another one. Thanks. Yeah, I got I got to give Salita a lot of credit for that too because she she helped quite a bit with it. It was yeah, a co-production sure. there, and uh, yeah, it was it was one of those things where if I had done it in 2020, it probably would have had a way bigger impact because the stuff I was talking about then is kind of what everyone's talking about now in, in some ways. But uh, probably helped though somehow get us here. Well, yeah, exactly right, and. Yeah, it also awesome. it helped me feel better that at least um, I I was on the right path in some ways yeah. I guess so definitely definitely the right path yeah I think that's a big thing about being an artist is just being really honest and you know covering things that can sometimes be painful and um like you do you know Flavia my friend Flavia yeah she's been on the podcast actually. Oh my God. Okay. I didn't know that actually. That's so cool. I have yeah. to do that one. She's cool. She's, she was in lockdown in Italy for like, Oh my God, three months. They were, 
on lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, Slavia yeah. school. Um, so in terms of like your store, did you have, and even the brand, do you have a model in mind when you were thinking about that? My biggest issue as a consumer was always like, once I found something good, it was always hard to get it again. Mm. So I think, you know, for us, it was like, we, we just wanted to have a really consistent line. We're, we're so new still, we're coming out with new things and we're still developing like our basics line, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But things are going to just kind of keep on repeating in a way. Yeah. You just can always kind of go get your staples. And if, if you can't get it, you'll be able to get it. Like it, it'll yeah. come. So, cause we're still pretty small. We can't afford to make everything all the time and have it all the time available. But yeah. that's the goal down the road is just to have the, just to be able to get it again and not have it change. And if it does change, it's just being made better or there's just been. Yeah, some it's just improved. It's like point, you know, 2.0 or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I find that tricky too sometimes with my stuff. I've switched the the basic that I use for a particular design every now and then because I'm like, yeah, I think this sweater is a better quality than that last one. Yeah, I mean, it's better to keep on changing, obviously. Yeah, you have room for that, but always. You know. But but at the same time, like we, I still now have people asking for the pocket tee and the which we didn't make this season, but it'll come back. It'll come back. And then like, it's so great to have the feedback and have people say like, Oh, I would love to have this back. Or do you have this? Or, Oh, I love the support bra. You want them to miss it a little bit and not be able to always get the same thing. So they try different things and then they'll be able to get next time. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I struggle with that too. Some people would want me to bring back a certain design, but uh, I'm like, I, I kind of want to make room for the other things to get some attention. So I'm okay. Yeah. I think with you too, it's your stuff is art, you know, it's art and mm-hmm. it's a story and a message where with us, we're sort of just that blank slate. So that's True. what, you know, just going back full circle to when we had our first campaign, when we had people come in so many people had tattoos and I love it because I get to see all the art on people's bodies and have, and all these different bodies and different types of people wearing our basics. Cause it's just a t-shirt or just a pair of pants or, you know, just a pair of underwear, but seeing it on people really gave it a different life. Like every time in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think that that's been pretty fulfilling to see people happy and coming back. And we have a lot of repeat customers now, um, you know, coming back for the same things or different things and same thing in different color or whatever. So that's, that's kind of their path, I think, is just to have really good quality stuff that people keep coming back for more and, you know, not too much change, but just enough to improve mm-hmm. and really listen to people and what they want. Um, I think that's really important too. Is that what you would say from a retail perspective or from a brand perspective? From a what perspective? From a brand. So like as a clothing brand, is that something you would give uh, a new designer as advice or someone who's just in the retail business or maybe both, I guess. I think both. Hmm. I think it's good to be consistent. 
yeah. I, yeah, it's really good to know who your customer is and what they want. I would say that's probably number one, mm-hmm. but also to stick with your kind of your ethos, your mo- your message and never really lose sight of that, who you are. We can always question who we are and get better and learn, you know, as a brand, I think like we're learning every day mm-hmm. um, and listening and educating ourselves. But, you know, I think you got to really think about what you love and making the best quality product that you can and always stay true to who you are. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is if you can do that, people see that, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they trust you. Yes. True that. So how can people find you online? Anna and Zach, that's it. It's kind of a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It's kind of, there's a couple A's in there. (laughs) Here it comes. A N A A N D Z A C dot C A or dot com. Yeah. Cool. We'd love it if your listeners out there check us out. And anybody that's interested in collaborating with us or wants to come shoot with us. Yeah, we're on Instagram. Just hit us up. Dope, dope, dope. All right, Anna and Zach, thank you very much for taking the time out to share your knowledge and your story with me. And um, yeah, actually, we ended up sharing. I I got to share some things I've never shared on here. So I hope people got something out of it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even sure what this podcast was about a few different things. It kinda, That's it's great. Cool. It was so, so nice to talk to you, Dwayne. You're really easy to talk to, and I can see why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, thanks so much, Dwayne. Yeah, thanks. No problem. And to me, like, this is actually the way I want it to be. I didn't necessarily want it to be like a formal journalistic thing. I just like it to be that we're chatting, you know. We definitely are just chatting. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot forgot it it was a podcast, I think. Yeah, come and visit us, Dwayne. Come talk to us. Let's Let's do a collaboration or something. That'd be fun. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, I definitely want to collab with you, too. For sure. All right. Um, You take it easy. Thanks so much for having us on. It means a lot. All right. Take care. Bye. Take it easy. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Arcade Me podcast. Thank you to Lange Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at rpaysme.com or at rpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.